Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I was in Cincinnati and I was visiting my friend Molly. And Molly has two adorable children who she loves so much. And I was snuggling her baby and I was like sniffing his head and he was so silly and so sweet. And I said, I want babies, but I'm afraid it might kill me. And she looked at me and she said, oh, it will kill you. Can't you tell? I'm dead. And I just think about that all the time. She is one of the happiest moms I know. She's so glad she had kids. Part of her was just so exhausted and so broken by the experience of taking care of this little one. And I think that that is not how every parent feels, but I do think a lot of parents feel that way. And that that's what the stakes feel like for some people as they decide whether or not to have kids. And that is what we will be talking about today with Lizzie. Lizzie is deciding whether or not she wants to move forward in becoming a parent. I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and this is Should I Quit? Hi, Lizzie. Hi. How are you going? Is that what you say in Australia? How are you going instead of how are you doing? I think so. <laughs> That's what I say. Oh, my God. I love it. How am I going? I immediately want to get literal and be like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm I'm here with you. How are you going? Tell me a little bit about yourself. How do you usually spend your days? Yeah. So I work at a adult educational facility. I'm the advocate there for people with disabilities and I organize Mm. student support plans and things like that. Amazing. And I spend a lot of time with my dogs. I've got two rescue dogs who take a lot of time with training and calmness for one of them. And I spend my afternoons and evenings with my husband and look, I I live a very quiet life to be honest. So it's, it's that and it's that. (laughs) Sounds lovely. So what question are you bringing? Because it sounds like you're making a lot of really good decisions. My question that I'm bringing to the podcast today is, should I quit the idea of one day having children? Which is a pretty big question. (laughs) That is a really big question. Can you tell me what you mean by having children? 
Yeah, great question because for me, I don't think that I want to be pregnant. So I don't think I want to have my own children. I, I did in the past, but I've kind of gotten to a point where I don't want to do that. And we can get into a bit of why. So I suppose at this stage, it's leaving open the possibility of fostering or adoption or some other kind of way of, of being a parent. I'm 35, so it does feel a little bit pressing. I hate the idea of like biological clock nonsense, but it, you know, the reality is I probably need to make a decision either way at some point soon. <laughs> so, Why would that be if you're thinking about fostering or adopting? I just think I, it doesn't mean I have to do it tomorrow, but I want to make a life choice. You know, I don't want it to be something sure. that I leave on, you know, well, maybe either way, because I think that's the crux of the issue for me at the moment is I've done that for the last however many years. It's been like, oh, maybe, maybe we will, maybe we won't. But now I'm in a, no, I'd like to decide what I'm doing with my life. I'd like to know Mm -hmm. what the plan is so that we can plan for it either way. So, you know, obviously just make a choice, Lizzie, (laughs) but that's really difficult and because yeah. I've made that choice about I don't want to be pregnant, that feels like a, yep, that's that's decided, great. And I sort of, then I just keep having this open, like maybe, maybe we'll do it this other way. And it's making me feel a bit stressed, to be honest. Yeah. Does it feel like important context for you to talk about why you decided to not have biological children? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So I want to I want to preface all of this by saying I'm just talking about my own lived experience here. So I'm going to say some things about different conditions that I've got and other people who've got those conditions can have children and have had children are probably great parents. So I'm only talking about myself here, but I have something called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which is a rare genetic condition. It just causes a lot of pain and a lot of difficulty for me. And, you know, I hurt myself like sleeping. (laughs) I got, you know, I dislocated my shoulder a few weeks ago just by being asleep. And so that just feels like something that would be very difficult to manage both while pregnant and with a small human that I have to lift and carry and hold and be there for all the time. I don't do well without sleep (laughs) because of that condition. And then I also am neurodivergent. So There's a lot of issues for me around like loud noises, sensory stuff, things that are sticky, (laughs) all Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So that's the context of, you know what, I actually don't think I could do that part of it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the things you listed about not wanting to have your own biological child, that would be true with an adopted child too, right? Adopted children don't come with their own wipes. They also get sticky. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So what, why do you think like, oh, but maybe I still want kids. I understand that like the physical carrying, are you thinking that you would foster and adopt an older child? Yeah, I think so. I I think it's that very small age that would be really challenging for me. I used to be a teacher and I, I mean, I think teaching and parenting are two completely different things, but I'm not unaware of the realities of small children. Mm -hmm. I used to be a teacher for, you know, children under eight kind of thing down to as young as four. But I do feel that would be 
potentially more manageable. Of course, you know, fostering adoption comes with its own really major challenges. I'm not unaware of that. I think for me, though, I've just kind of always wanted kids. I always wanted kids. Yeah. I always thought I would. And I, I remember having a conversation with my husband when I was about 25 and we sort of had this chat, will we, will we? And I said, ask me again when I'm 30. Let's, let's start this chat properly when I'm 30. And then we had this chat probably every few months since then, so for the last five years. <laughs> and it's, mm-hmm. a, um, yeah, maybe, no, maybe not, maybe yes. And he feels quite similarly to me. So he, you know, there's also all the other considerations with having children, right? Climate change and, you know, financial, like it's not, it wouldn't be easy for us. Like we would manage, but it wouldn't be just something that we could do without real financial planning, Um but I, I don't know, there's just sometimes this feeling of like, oh, well, but there's a missing factor there. Yeah. So Lizzie, I, I'm sure there are more things and please, if they come up, mention them. But I'm just wondering 10 years from now, when you picture your life and there is a seven-year-old, an eight-year-old in your life, what images come to mind? I find that really hard to visualize, actually. That's interesting. Um, So what do you think it says that you're like, I can't even quite picture it? I'm trying. I'm really trying. (laughs) I believe you. I'm not judging you. I Yeah, I think it says maybe it's not the right decision, you know, to have that young person with me. The thing is, just to toot my own horn, I think I'd be a great mom. Oh my God, I'm sure you would. I think my husband would be a great dad. I think that's one of the things is I'm like, we should. We should because we do a great job. Yeah. But do I want to? Mm. (laughs) Tell me more about the should. (laughs) Yeah, I hear what this sounds like. (laughs) No, 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 no. Because sometimes should is calling. Right. Yeah. Like sometimes it's like, no, I should step into that. I am called to that. Yeah. I am not shaming your should. Yeah. I think we're both, well, I used to be a teacher. He is still a teacher. We both have done a lot of, you know, healing from difficult childhoods where we sort of can look back and think, oh, you know, I would do this. I would do this. I would be this kind of parent. I'm sure we'd make mistakes. I'm sure we'd do things that our children would be like, you stuffed that up. But I think that we both know how to, you know, really mindfully and caringly look after young people. And we both have a lot of experience. Like this is where the fostering adoption stuff comes in. We both have a lot of experience with children with quite significant trauma. And, you know, sometimes I think, a lot of the teaching, a lot of the learning you do when you're learning about trauma is sometimes children just need one adult. They just need one adult to make the difference. And I sometimes just think we could be that for somebody. Mm-hmm. There's a program in this state. It's amazing, actually. It's a fostering program where you take a young person just for nine months and they are, you know, somebody who's kind of been through the system and had a very challenging time finding the right fit for a family And like, if you've got two people in the home, two adults in the home, one of you has to not work and they pay you a pretty sizable sum of money to make your job be full-time carer for this young person. And you take them to all of their psychology appointments and they're like, it's all, it's, it's an amazing program. 
I, sometimes I just scroll on their website and I just think, oh, I could do this. I could do this. I could be full-time. This is my job, just looking after this person. And then after nine months, the idea is trying to get them into reunification programs sort of stuff. And they have like a respite system. So you could just sign up to just be once a month weekend respite for another family. So you could start there and just like try We'll just every week, every fourth weekend, we'll take a young person, you know, that would not be easy. I'm not suggesting for a second that would be easy, but I just think that sometimes we should be looking at how we could use our knowledge and skills in that area. What would that be like for you? Yeah. As much as you can guess, obviously. Yeah, it, I mean, I think it would be really challenging I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to expect of something like that. I don't know if that's actually, if if it was something that were working and successful, I think I would feel really good about that. Mm-hmm. I would feel joy in that. So I'm not saying this, but what if I were to say to you, well, it sounds like you should try the respite program mm. and like see how it feels. It's rare in life that you actually get to dip your toe into a world. Like, does that feel like kicking the can down the road and still not making a decision or how, how would that feel? I think that I like the idea of trying that program, but the other factor right now is our rescue dogs. So we, we have Mm -hmm. two rescue dogs and one of them in particular is still learning how to be a dog. They wouldn't approve us for fostering at the moment because she's too silly. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, okay, so it would be maybe in two more years and then it does start to feel like kicking down the can, you know, then it's. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our house wouldn't be set up. We'd have to probably convert this room that I'm in right now into a bedroom. Like we'd have to do a lot. So it's like, oh, well, yeah, maybe down the line I could try that. And then again, it's like, well, then maybe down the line you might not (laughs) do something completely different. So, yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical. Medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Okay, let's take a minute now and do the opposite imagination. Mm-hmm. So it's ten years from now, and you have two very well-behaved dogs, mm-hmm. and there are no kids on your life. What does that look like? 
Not there are no kids in your life. You're not the sole caretaker. Yeah, I'm not a parent of someone. The kids who are in your life haven't disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. That's a little easier to visualize, actually. Maybe because that's what it already is. Maybe that's why it's easier to visualize. I think there's going to be regret either way. I think there's going to be a sadness either way. You know, if you have children, then you look back and you think, oh, these things I didn't get to do because I did that. And if you don't, you look back and you think, you know, I didn't get to experience that either. But, you know, I hadn't thought about this. It makes me feel a bit guilty. Hmm. Like, well, you haven't done that thing that you should have done. Hmm. But, you know, maybe I don't, maybe I don't want to. Whoa. <laughs> what if I were to just say to you, don't have kids? It sounds like you don't want them. Yeah. See, the thing is, is I, I like kids a lot. I know. It's not that. Do you know what it is? I think there's people in the world who have chosen to be childless and that's a choice they've made and they're, they can feel confident to share that as a part of their identity. Whereas a lot of the things that we talked about earlier made the choice for me. Yep. And that's a bit hard to accept. Yep. I didn't get to weigh up the pros and cons in the same way other people did. My cons involve I could be really, very, very ill if I have a baby. I could dislocate joints while I'm pregnant and not be able to do anything about it. Like those are factors that don't necessarily play in for other people. And that's, yeah, it feels a bit hard and unfair. I mean, that's infuriating. I hate that for you. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think what it is, is I did want kids in the past and now I don't, now I don't. Mm -hmm. That's true. Now I don't, but it doesn't feel like that's a choice I made. So maybe the real question (laughs) is how do I quit the idea of having kids? I think is actually what I'm asking. I hadn't realized that. Yeah. Because I'm, I don't think I can. I don't think I can. And that includes fostering. You're like. It does. Yeah. yeah. Even that amazing program that I talked about, that still involves being able to be awake whenever they need and being able to be physically present all the time, which isn't always possible for me. I, you know, I often sleep. (laughs) Yeah. I will say that, like, I do think that grieving and processing of this realization needs to happen. But over the last 10 years, it sounds like you have, in the back of your mind, accepted your body for what it is because you've said, and now I don't want them. Yeah. Yeah, I did say that. (laughs) Right? Like, it's not that you still want kids and are sad that you can't. You're sad that the world or your body or, you know, however you want to put it, made a circumstance in which you, you who loves kids and wanted kids, doesn't even want kids anymore. And so it's Mm. not even necessarily a grief for those kids, but a grief for like the person you were who could want kids. Yeah. 
I think you've hit the nail on the head because that was really emotional for me to hear. That's exactly it. I'm actually processing something different, Mm -hmm. which I I have been processing for, as you say, a long time. Yeah. But this, this is almost like the last domino to fall in that sort of chain of processing. Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) There's this like micro scene in a novel that I love in Sally Rooney's first novel, Conversation with Friends. There's a moment where a young woman thinks she might be pregnant and she wasn't planning for the baby and it's not even her boyfriend who'd be the father. You know, it's like a guy she's having an affair with. And then they come up, the doctors come up and say, oh, you're not pregnant. And she's like flooded with this grief Mm. for this child that she thought she might have for 20 minutes. And she's just keeps saying to herself, the baby was never real. Like, this is so stupid that I'm sad about this. The baby never even existed, but she is so sad. And it's just, it's, we're grieving something that never was. You are no longer a person who wants kids, but like you can still grieve now that they're like, won't be this embodied child. It's funny because before, before a child is born, they're always an idea, right? Like even, even when you're pregnant with them and in that instance in Sally Rooney's book, even if they didn't even exist. Yeah. I think I hadn't thought about that before, but it is it is possible to grieve the loss of someone who doesn't even exist yet because they're just an idea mm-hmm. that you're thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry that the world has turned you into a person who doesn't even want kids. Yeah. Me too. But I'm glad you're going to be able to get what you want. Yeah. I think I just need to find ways to be in other children's lives more. I think that's something else that I miss now that I'm not a teacher is I don't get to hang out with little people anymore. Yeah. Um, I've got some really close friends with young babies and I think I just want to step up a little bit more as a friend in this space of looking after their kids and helping them out, things like that. Oh, my God. They are going to appreciate it. Yeah, my my friends just had a baby the other day and they have a toddler as well. Maybe I should say I'll take the toddler out, go to the park, <laughs> let the baby sleep. I don't know. With childcare and everything the way that it is, you being this like fairy godmother in children's lives, you will be a gift to children and parents. And mm. that's amazing. And it makes sense missing little ones. They're so fun. They are. They're impossible, but they're so fun. Yeah. They are the strangest, weirdest little, like, say, fairies from another world. Like, what did you just say? (laughs) I mean, part of me wants to say congratulations because it sounds like this is a decision that's been weighing on you and that you just didn't realize you'd already made the decision. Yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) Thank you. But I'm, I'm also sorry that having... EDS has sort of created this situation for you. Thanks. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about this. I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people and you're articulating a lot of the hard things that I think people are scared to talk about. So I'm just really grateful to you. Thank you. I'm really grateful to you. This was a really important conversation for me. And I, uh, yeah, if it does help anyone else, that's fantastic. 
You've been listening to Should I Quit, our latest season of The Real Question. Our show is funded through our Patreon at patreon.com slash realquestionpod. If you're a regular listener, we would love your support. Another way that you can support the show is by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Real Question Pod and Twitter at The Real Q Pod. We'd love to shout out our BFF tier patrons, Molly Reilly, Kristen Hall, Mary Margaret, Becky Boo, Jenny Cruz, Amanda Schramm, and Shannon Xian. We are Not Sorry Production. Our executive producer is Caitlin Hoffmeister. We are edited and produced by Ariana Nettleman. Our music is by Nick Bull, and we are distributed by Acast. A huge thanks to Lizzie for joining us today. And thanks as always to our wonderful team, Julia Argy, Nikki Zoltan, Lara Glass, AJ Uramas, Hannah Rehack, Margaret H. Willison, Courtney Brown, Natalie Folkerts, Casper Turkile, and Stephanie Paulsell. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.